Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, I'm your host, Bretton Yates, and I'm joined by Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, Sean Matheson. And Matho, we've got a uh, very big show, and we've got the St. Ledger, the big final, coming up on Thursday night. Yeah, St. Ledger final. uh, A good bunch of heats we had last week into a wonderful final, very prestigious race. A lot of wonderful greyhounds have won this race over the journey. So really looking forward to that Saturday night and what's been a, a big again, a big few weeks and months of racing as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have a chat to Gavin Harris on the dog cast today. So he's managed to get three greyhounds through to the uh, final of the St. Ledger. Also want to have a chat to him about Leonard Jinks, who has been invited to the, uh, the Zoom top for Saturday. Yeah, terrific um, for Gavin. I mean, very lightly raced, but we saw what she could do. She broke the track record by three lengths, been in super form. Great to have an SA-owned, bred, uh, staying um, greyhound in these Group 1 features interstate. So plenty of, plenty of good exposure for SA. Yeah, really looking forward to the chat with uh, with Gavin. We'll preview the big action from Thursday night as well. Uh, the final of the St. Ledger got the lovely trophy and rug here. So plenty to come on the Dogcast. The interview. Well, we're joined now on the Dogcast by a very special guest. Uh, he's one of South Australia's leading trainers. His kennel's enjoying a really good run at the moment. Uh, we're joined by Gavin Harris. Gavin, welcome to the Dogcast. Oh, thank you. Gavin, uh, we're going to start with Leonard Jinx, and uh, obviously a really special uh, day yesterday. Uh, invited to the Group 1 Zoom Top Invitational on Saturday night. Talk us uh, how long's uh, that been in the plan for Leonard Jinx and a little bit about the process uh, from here this week? Okay, yeah. Um, basically, I saw the um, Australian Cup Carnival coming up and they had the Zoom top and then they've got the heats of the Fanta Bale Super Stayers um, the following week and then the final on the Australian Cup night. So um, I took Lena over for a trial, um, booked her in uh, in between races and she had a good trial and uh, brought her back. <laughs> and then I thought, if I got to do everything right, I'd best give her a second trial with a grab on the arm. So um, I uh, took her back last uh, Wednesday night and trialed her Thursday morning at the normal Meadows trials and she ran a tenth faster. So, you know, she's doing everything right. And um, yeah, they obviously looked at her, the fact that she was a track record holder and uh, she had trialed successfully in good times um and uh yeah they've selected her so that's really good i think the box draw comes out sometime today so they'll be the next exciting pit yeah are you really test- excited to test her in that sort of quality obviously she's run some terrific times here at angle park the 42 29 yeah. track record obviously but obviously it's another really big step up for her again to go over there and take on the best not just uh interstate uh, from around australia as well yeah it's uh, obviously a step up in quality and uh I think she's capable of running the time, but you know she hasn't got a lot of race experience and field sense, so that'll be her biggest challenge. You know, um, weaving through a, a good field, she seems to be very strong. You know, if I compare the times that the Melbourne Dogs are running home in, like the the trot time I trialled at the um, the next um, Saturday, they ran ten and a half lengths slower than what she ran, but that was ten and a half lengths all in the last section. So they ran the, basically the same time down the back and then she ran home 10 and a half lengths faster. So her strength is the last section and um, 
obviously the Melbourne and interstate dogs have got Crawley and can be running fast times in front, which it's harder to catch up to. <laughs> it's yeah. like about the Superstayers as well. It's a race that's got a bit of a connection for you with Luna Jinx taking that out as well. How special yeah. would it be for her to have a really solid campaign? Uh, Lena Jinx, the daughter of, to go and have a really solid campaign and, you know, sort of follow in her mum's footsteps a bit. Yeah, it'd be really um, special um, to be able to do that. And even her great-grandmother ran in that same sort of um, series. It used to be called something different back then. But, um, yeah, it's um, be a good experience and, uh, you know, it'd be nice to farewell in the race. But uh, you can take one week at a time, as they say. <laughs> Were you surprised when she ran forty two twenty nine back in uh, you know back in November? Obviously, she was pretty lightly raced at that point, and Zippy Neutron had been the benchmark for distance dogs in South Australia, and she just came out and really blew them away in in that race on that Thursday night, and probably shocked a lot of people. Were you one of those people that was a bit surprised by oh, the time? I I was expecting her one day to be able to run a time you know down like that, but I didn't necessarily expect it that that week. Uh, yeah, she. She's shown some good trial times and um, being able to be quite special. But, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise that day when she uh, ran such a fast time. Yeah, You've kicked off a bit of a really good run for your kennel recently, um, obviously with Dashing Deb taking out the John Gray, uh, Springfield Grace taking out the Gawler Golden Maiden, and you've also got three runners in the St. Ledger final on Thursday night. Just talk us through sort of, you know, it's one of those things at the moment, I guess, but uh, how's the form been yeah. with the kennel? And obviously some dogs going really well at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm happy with the way the, the team's going. Um, you know, it uh, takes a lot, you know, I've been breeding for a long time and um, Stewie and Cheryl Lee Barber um, have um, sort of I've, um, joined me and they've um, bred off some of the bitches that we race together. And um, that's what Zinvidal Evie and Zinvidal Austin are off as Zinvidal Zara. So um, they're sharing the excitement um, with those dogs. And Springvale Grace did a good job in the Gawler. Uh, maiden and dashing deb i've been very pleased with her too so yeah the the, the whole team's um performing reasonably well some very good competition they eh? have been rawlings and karen corby and people have got some good dogs so yeah we'll just Exciting. run three or three chances quickly in the saint ledger on thursday night and obviously the leading chance in a lot of people's eyes will be springvale reader she's probably not drawn where she wants to be in box seven. She does like to get to the rail, but does have a 38, 30, 28 PB and her best is definitely good enough to take out this race. If she was able to jump like that again and, and run that sort of time, it would be very competitive. But uh, yeah, I, I don't like her chances out so wide because once again, she's a dog with only a few races down under her belt and um, you know she's going to learn to navigate fields and things. So better if she had early speed. Zimbabwe Evie has got the early speed. Um, she hadn't shown much stamina. Last week she kept on fairly well, so I was quite happy with her time. I'd like to think she might be able to improve. And um, Zimbabwe Austin's got a good box draw. You know, that's where he wants to be, box two. So, um, But, yeah, there's some high-quality dogs in that race. And um, I don't think I've ever won the, the uh, St. Ledger, so it'd be a... Be nice to be. It's nice to be in it. That's the main thing. So um, I've been in it before, but not successful. Does Zinfandel Evie have some improvement in it? Obviously, it ran over three forty-two on Monday night into the heat of the Saint Ledger last week. Do, do you think that dog is one that you know is going to improve again off a fresh week and you know maybe yeah. able to get boost that stamina a little bit more with another go over five thirty? Yeah, 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I'm hoping she might jump a little bit faster than what she did last week because I think she's got a bit faster first split if she um, is a bit fresher this week. Um, but whether she um, can hold off the fast finishing other dogs. So, um, yeah, that's uh, I, my personal opinion that she's my best hope. But um, it really comes down to whether she can hold on the stamina because there's some really good dogs coming from behind. And no. she may not lead from box five either. <laughs> no. uh, it does shape as a really fantastic race. Uh, Gavin, thank you so much for your time. We know it's a very busy time. Uh, wish you all the best with Lena Jinx over in Melbourne in the Zoom top. We've got all of South Australia rooting for her. And yeah, best of luck uh, on Thursday night with your runners in the St. Ledger final. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Gavin. The Preview. Our review slash preview today is uh, kindly brought to you by the 2024 Murray Bridge Cup. That's on Sunday, March the 17th. Uh, so get along to that. Uh, it's a Group 3 feature meeting. There'll be plenty to do trackside. Kids Entertainment, they've got the, the new playground there, Matho, that's Excellent. all up and running. Yes. And uh, I'll tell you what, that was very popular uh, during that fun in the sun uh, time period over the uh, the summer holidays in January. They had it up and rolling there. It was very busy. There'll be food trucks, live yep. music and plenty more. Always a terrific night's action at the bridge as well. You're, you're nice and close. You can go on that grassed area just past the finish yep. post where you get a different view of things or you can be right up alongside things um you know with the function center right there as well yeah definitely i mean we encourage all the families to get out there as you mentioned the family fun in the sun was a great promotion last month and the murray bridge cup next month will be wonderful as well and as you say get close to the action we'll have a couple of those um straight track races on the program as well nice and early and yep. you know how close you are there yeah. with the with the crowd and all that so and it'll be a big atmosphere so um yeah really looking forward to for next month for the murray bridge cup now probably best we review we've got this st ledger coming up so we'll touch on that very shortly with our yep. full review of the heats and then what it looks like going into thursday night but i, I know you want to cover off on a, a couple of other aspects through the the month of january and uh, you wanted to make some reports particularly about the southeast and, and the work that's been going on down there yeah been going terrific down there and and i think the the Part of that for the month of January was the Family Fun in the Sun promotion, which you just touched on. Um, during school holidays, daylight saving, better weather, and really encouraging um, people on course to come to these meetings. And each of the meetings had a feature event. So not only did they have a wonderful crowd supported by the clubs, um, they also had a great race on the program. So for Mount Gambier, they had their Summer Classic, which is which had to move a bit earlier this year um, to get into into January. It's normally run in February, but it's sort of tied in with all the school holidays and all of that. And um, I'm just going to quickly find the winner he hates he because it was Tracy Price who had quite a number of runners in the race yep. um, and got the job done with the Greyhound a Wild Banker which uh, went very well. It's had 15 starts for nine wins. So a really good addition there. Again, it was a $10,000 race. So congratulations to Tracy and the Mount Gambier Club. I know there was really good reports about um, anyone who attended the meeting. So that was terrific. We obviously had the Murray Bridge um, Sprint Classic over the 395. Yep. Um, call me Jack Jason Dolan's dog, which only had three starts in South Australia, undefeated, um, really high speed. So a terrific win for Jason to take out that at Murray Bridge. We had the, and we'll talk to Gavin, obviously, about Springvale Grace and the and the, um, the Golden Maiden. 
which again, $10,000 race at Gore on the Sunday night. Yep. Again, a terrific feat. I mean, he's winning a lot of feature <laughs> races. So Springvale Grace got the job done there. And, and also the Doug Payne, which was run here at Angle Park, quite an emotional win, if uh, you like, for Victor Marley and the, and the Shadows, um, taking out that, again, a very prestigious race, that race. Uh, on the Thursday night, which which sort of wrapped up all the family fun in the sun promotion. So terrific um, job by the marketing team and also by the clubs to get right behind it and get really good crowds at, at the meetings. Terrific stuff. Um, what about uh, coming up on Thursday night? We shift gears to our uh, St. Ledger. Let's review what happened last week and how we've sort of come to the final field. Yep. Uh, so we go back last week. We uh, kicked off with... Race number two, we had four heats in all of the uh, SA St. Ledger and uh, the first of them taken out by Blue Intensity and this was a race where there was a, a lot of scrambling on the first turn. Yeah, well, Blue Intensity was drawn um, box eight, so actually quite well drawn for, for it and and was out wide and, and got got the job done, was able to push forward. Um, Ferocious Ivy on the first turn, box one. I don't think box one suits it and we'll talk about that in the final. Yep. Wants to run off on the first turn. Um, and that sort of caused a bit of trouble um, to the field, really. And, and Blue Intensity was able to uh, sort of work around and get um, up near the lead. Ferocious Ivy did a good job to sort of hang on for a second. Victory Club, again, not a lot of luck. Uh, apart from Blue Intensity, uh, the other Greyhounds had a lot of jostling in that first turn. Yep. Um, but for Kieran Corby, um, getting the job done with with uh, her Greyhound, the 3103, not super fast, but... Um, all you have to do is win. Yeah. What about the uh, next heat? Now, Ben Rawlings, he's managed to get three through to the final as well. Yes. Uh, this is one of them, Peaky Boo, and gee, was super impressive. This Greyhound's created such a huge impression since coming to South Australia. And 30-41, yep. only f- um, 5.32, which is not electric to the first turn, but it's quick enough. But then ran off a little bit as well. Yeah. Yates, he yep. used a bit of the track. And then to produce a 30-41 time, um, so much upside for this greyhound. Um, still learning, it would seem, yep. um, but couldn't do any more than what it's been doing. One by eight and a half lengths, beat Zinfandel Austin, magical mystique. Um, they they were just um, pretty much blown away, weren't they, by this greyhound? Yeah, it was a dominant display and uh, the, clearly the, uh, the best time recorded. Uh, another one for Ben Rawlings, who is uh, really going great guns at the moment, right, Rooster, and uh, drawn really well, I reckon, in the final two. Exciting, um, exciting young team he's got with these. So he's got a, he's got a big number of yeah. greyhounds, but the young ones coming through and Red Rooster um, only been defeated once in its career. Um, but yeah, from box one, I thought that might have been a bit of an issue for for him in the final, but he pushed up okay. Um, was able to just get in behind the kennel mate Lawrence Regret, who showed good speed and actually probably ran a little bit of cover for uh, for Riot Rooster, and he was able to. Uh, Push away for a thirty sixty one win. I didn't mind the run of Springvale Reader. Yep. Um, we know the talent she's got, and obviously with we're talking to Gavin Harris, um, she's got a thirty twenty eight PB. Um, not many greyhounds can run that. Certainly early on in in her career, but um, she missed it. Got a bit of a bump early. Was able to get to the rail and then push up onto the back of Riot Rooster and did a good job. And I think. Um, I wouldn't take a lot away from... I don't think it's much between the two of them, Yatesy. Um, box draw in the final. Um, they're both sort of out there, out wide. Um, but I don't think it's much between them. Yeah, I, th- I don't think Rita will get to that soon is, is suited at all by the draw. I mean, yeah. dead set railer. Like, hard fence. And 
that was the reason that the bumps were occurring because it was just desperate to get to the inside. And um, yeah, I think uh, drawn where it has in the final is going to be a little bit sticky. Yeah. Uh, what about the fourth and final heat of the St. Ledger? Fantastic Ada, who has been making a bit of a habit of just getting some nice impression toward the front around that first turn and using a little bit of the track and a drawn beautifully in eight for Liz Chegia. Yeah, she's um, been in terrific form for a couple of months. We took out the, the Murray Bridge Oaks. Um, she took out one of the feature races over the Festival of Fire as well in December. So she's been in great form. Box A, as we spoke about with Blue Intensity, yep. really, was really well drawn for her. Out wide, plenty of room. Zinfino Evie, again for Gavin Harris, she sh- uh, showed that electric early. Yeah. She's not... She takes one or two steps and then she just flies to that first turn and she was able to lead. She actually did a really good job, I think, to to hang on as well as what she did. Um, she had a run midweek as well. She yeah. I reckon she had a run on the Monday and went electric over the 342. So um, she's got a week between runs to the final. Um, so she was a really good run. She has that good early speed and I think she's going to play a bit of a factor in the final. And my Khaleesi ended up running third. But, yeah, fantastic Ada, was nicely drawn in that heat and was able to get the job done. Well, that takes us to the final, Matho. Uh, race 8, our big feature on Thursday night. It's a uh, 10,000 of the winner race, nearly 15 grand all up, yep. uh, up for grabs here. And uh, here's the box draw. So Ferocious Ivy in box one, Zinfandel Austin in two, Peaky Boo in three, Blue Intensity in box four, uh, Zinfandel Evie in five, Fantastic Ada Box 6, Springvale Reader in 7, and Ride Rooster in uh, Box number 8. Take us through it. What are you thinking here? <laughs> well, like all finals, Yates, it's a, it's a, it is a difficult race, and I suppose you've got to try and map where you think dogs will be early in the event. Um, as you mentioned earlier, terrific training performance by both Gavin and Ben to get three through to the final um, of such a prestigious race. But... I mean, in looking at the race, I think the, the two dogs who are drawn probably the best are probably Peaky Boo and Riot Rooster. I agree. Both for Ben Rawlings. Yeah. The way the box draw has landed, um, I think, as we mentioned, Ferocious Ivy out of box one has early speed. It wants to sort of shift off. Um, Peaky Boo has good speed from three. I don't think Zinfoot also out of the two will sort of play a role, to be fair. Um, Peaky Boo has enough speed to find a position and might even shoot through on the back of fro- up inside Ferocious Ivy if she actually leads or just sits outside, but but's in a really good striking position. Blue Intensity wants to get wide. We've seen this dog run off on the first turn, so box four I don't think really suits Blue Intensity. Zinfandel Evie from the five um, has that good early speed and could could cross and could play a role. Having said that, though, I, I, she's not as strong as some of these other dogs in the run home. Fantastic Ada wants to get out. So box six, I don't think, is a bad box for her. But she will need to begin. Springvale Reader's drawn poorly, you're right. I mean, if, if this dog had drawn one to four, it would be a, a real chance. And Red Rooster has shown that he can manage box eight. Um, and so box eight, he'll just be minding his own business out wide and just move forward. So, But having said that, I just think the two dogs as I mentioned, Peaky Boo and Riot Rooster are going to be in the striking positions and they've got the form on the board. They both have the, probably the best records in the race and I think they'll be the top two to beat. What did you think? Well, 
I now know what your favourite takeaway is because <laughs> uh, you've had Red Rooster a couple of times through oh, the through our I? chat. Yeah, no, so I, I know that you don't mind pulling up and uh, grabbing a, a little bit of the bird with a few chips, so that's good. But, um, I don't look, want any dogs called Kentucky Fried <laughs> Chicken then. That's not what I'll be saying. <laughs> I like, uh, look, I think you've nailed the uh, aspect of the box draw, Matho. Yeah. Uh, I think Peaky Boo will be driving through. I think it gets a bit of space with blue intensity on its outside. Um, but I think Riot Rooster is the one who is guaranteed to not have trouble. I, I think Ferocious Ivy bothers me a little bit from that inside drawer again. Yeah. I, and what you said to me about Peaky Boo, I'm just hoping that's not the case in a way. Like, do you think Peaky Boo and Ferocious Ivy will be going together to the first turn? Because if that's the case... Peaky Boo's probably in a bit of trouble if, if Ferocious Ivy runs up again. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think in the heat, I mean, still, Peaky Boo still used a bit of the track um, and still ran 30-41. So, I mean, I suppose even if, if Peaky Boo's next to Ferocious Ivy and they run up the track, it's a ma- matter of if there's any interference. Um, if there's no interference, I'm not, so, I'm not that worried because Peaky Boo should just accelerate into the, you know, from the catching pen into the back straight and just clear I mean, my thoughts are probably Ferocious Ivy comes out. Peaky Boo probably is sort of on the heels of Ferocious Ivy and maybe ducks to the inside, hopefully. But he it, it did want to use a bit of the track on the Yeah, I day. think that's the issue. I, I think he's drawn like for where he wants to be, Peaky Boo. And I think he's the quickest in the race. I'm just not convinced he's going to miss that early trouble. Whereas I think Riot Brewster, look, there's no guarantee it won't be collected either because Ferocious Ivy ran really deep a yeah. couple of times at Box One Runs. And I think Peaky Boo's the best dog in the race. Uh, I'm going to go with Riot Rooster, though, to have the better luck. Yeah. So I've gone eight from three. Uh, they're my top couple in the race. Springvale Reader's the interesting one for me. She's also going to carve a bit of room for Riot Rooster to just have a clear passage. I, I like her talent, but I don't like where she's drawn. But I have got her in for third in case she can get to the fence in some unimpeded manner. I, I think she can certainly challenge. And I thought Zinfandel Austin, um, look, he was 50s against Peaky Boo and beaten eight lengths. But he, he worked to the line okay in, in yeah. being beaten that margin. And I thought he was worth a tossing in for the first four. So I've gone uh, eight three seven two. Yeah, I mean... So who do you think will lead the race? What I'm thinking is, look, Peaky Boo wants to hold. So that's my little concern. If it was that half a length slow and let Ferocious Ivy get out underneath it, and then it could get back down. I really don't know who leads the race. Yeah. I, I think the one, I think the three can push through. And I think the seven depended on what's underneath, you know, trying to burn through. And then you've got Zinfandel Evie who'll be, yeah. out and sort of carving down as well. So I really don't know yeah. uh, who, who leads this race. I mean, uh, if you go through what their sectionals say, I mean, quite clearly it's probably Zinfandel Evie. Yeah. Um, but then Blue Intensity is going to want to stay up underneath her. It's just a matter of how they get out of boxes and what sort of hold is happening going into the first turn. Yeah, I think it's – I think whilst I'm with you, with the three and, that, three and the eight, as the as the best dogs in the race, or what what I've seen of those dogs, um, but I don't think it's clear cut the the way the race will pan out. I don't think anyone's just going to find the lead and win easy. I just I just there's just going to be the racing patterns of these dogs to the first turn. Some want the rail, some want the outside, and I've sort of sort of drawn the wrong spots. Yeah. So that's why, like you, the three and the eight tend to be 
in the sort of positions they'll probably find the less interference and probably have the ability anyway to, to win the race. So um, I, I'd still have a bit of an inkling, and I will talk to Gavin as well, with Springvale Reader, in the back of my mind, that 30-28, Yates, he's yep. still in the back of my mind that uh, two runs ago, she went 5-24 to the first turn. Now, if she came out in a 5-24 from out wide, she might be able to, to clear a lot of her main rivals and then get to a rail and she showed that she was strong enough. So I will be interested to see what Gavin says about that. I do agree with you, she's a dead set railer. But if she came out, you know, she could really, really, um, you know, put herself right back in the mix. So uh, selections? So I'll, I'll stick with Peaky Boo on top, right rooster for second. I will put Springvale Reader in for third because I think I've got an inkling there she can produce something. Um, and then I actually don't mind Zinfandel Evie. Again, to get that speed, she might just be able to find a spot early mm-hmm. and be able to hang on. What about the best? Uh, what's the best bet for Thursday night at Angle Park? Okay, well, I've got, I'm going to have to go two, Yatesy, okay. because I've got a sneaky suspicion they might dive into odds-ons, and I'll leave the odds-on favourites to you, okay? <laughs> so I do like... So we'll go two. So we'll go race five... Uh, sorry, race Four, number five, Victor Marley. I think she can bounce back from her performance last week. Um, she's been, prior to that, she was in red-hot form. Yep. So um, I've got her on top. She's drawn pretty good for her in box five. Um, and then race 11, number one, Spontaneous for Nikki Price. Has had no luck at all, drawn middle boxes at last two starts. Comes into box one, desperately wants the rail. It's not an overly strong race. I think it'll be short, so that's why I would be inclined to probably multi those two up. All right. Uh, my best is race five, number seven, Mike Khaleesi, who's uh, yep. coming through the St. Ledger series, of course. Uh, and I just felt with a, a little bit of luck, uh, she might be able to get it done. She had a good win at Gawler a couple ago, and uh, her record here at Angle Park's pretty good. She's sure. won five of 13. So uh, race five, number seven, Mike Khaleesi will be backable because you've got Anastasia Manelli zipping Neutron. Yep. Uh, we're, we're seeing over the sprint trip, which is... Yep. Interesting, hasn't raced since November, so good to see uh, him back and firing. So, uh, But that's my best for the uh, the night on Thursday, race five, number seven. Could prove to be a big night for the Rawlings team. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, terrific stuff. That's the uh, dog cast, and we look forward to seeing you on Thursday night at Angle Park. 